This is a Burn FM podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Burn FM's brand new podcast, Burning Questions. Our first guest is brand new head of programming at Burn, Alex Mason. We chat everything from her likes and dislikes to her band honey, and from life in the Midlands to unforgiving landlords. But most importantly, we test if her knowledge of the Beatles is as good as she claims. Stay tuned, sit back, and enjoy the first episode of Burning Questions. Burning Questions on Burn FM. With your host, Dylan Clark. Hello guys and welcome to Burning Questions, Burn's brand new podcast where we're keeping all our members involved and uh, just having a nice little chat with everybody. Today we've got with us Alex Mason. Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Very hot. I'm sure you're the same. I was born ginger, so I am struggling. Oh yeah. I'm getting lots of freckles, but also lots of heat stroke. Yeah, do you burn easily? (laughs) Very easily, but for someone who is always covered in fake tan, nobody knows that about me. So. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, like a reveal show now. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, most of my life I've managed to escape burning. I've only burned probably two or three occasions in my whole life. So you are lucky. You're incredibly lucky. Yeah, but then I got the hay fever to counteract that. So it's it's yeah. in between, really, isn't it? Yeah, nature's got you there. Yeah, you got to you got to have one or the other. It's either burning or hay fever. <laughs> But at least if you are burning, you're uh, you're on topic for the podcast, Burning Questions. That's very true. That's very true. I'm <laughs> definitely part of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that was maybe not the thought process behind the name. But hey, on a day like this, we'll go with <laughs> we'll it anyway. It. We'll have it. Yeah. So anyway, the the big thing here is, with you being a member, is that you are our new head of programming for next oh, year. Indeed. How exciting. Yeah, so from podcasting to programming, what's uh, what's your sort of ideas ideas for the next year? Where, where do you want to go with programming? Well, I mean, for a start, I just want to see it going back on air. And, you know, yeah. we don't know what it'll look like yet, but assuming that that all goes ahead, I think it's going to be super exciting now that we've all been cooped up for so long. Everybody's itching to get back into the studio, and I would love to, you know, just carry on giving people the shows that they want to do and express what they've been doing because I don't know about you but having all of this kind of time to do things you wouldn't usually do I feel like it's inspired a lot of people to pick up new things or you know take an interest in new things so I think that there's going to be a lot of creativity come September Um, and as head of programming you know deciding about the shows and organising what runs when I think there's going to be loads of new ideas and fresh things coming about so fingers crossed that we get back into the studio I think that it's going to be full of people with very interesting stories to tell on air no I, I definitely agree and I think people I mean I'm sat in my hot bedroom right now I'm sure you're the same I'd much mm-hmm. rather be in that boiling hot studio to be honest yeah. oh I bet on a day like today you'd just be stuck to the wall <laughs> literally the other thing is, is if we can't get back to the studio, your sort of role as head of programming is there's going to be maybe a lot more sort of innovation in terms of what people can and can't do and what people are trying to do. So um, I think it's the same for me with podcasting is the content might change over the next year. So it's going to be actually, whilst a weird time, quite an exciting time for everybody at Burn. Mm, definitely definitely and it gives everyone, I think it's a good thing, you know, adapting to new changes in environments because you know 
spend more time actually thinking what you can achieve rather than you know being defeatist and saying well this isn't what it was before so I think if we all work together as a team and stuff there's lots of people with very good ideas so we'll, we'll pull it off whatever shape or form it will be yeah exactly that I mean I, I think it's going to be a great year for um for whatever we do come up with in the end for whatever it gets to yes I hope so so with that in mind I think it's time that we got into our first quick fire round how this is going to work is you're going to have two minutes uh, and I've got a list of things here uh, so it's preferences, fears, and favourites. Right. So first round, I'm well, first part of it, I'm going to sort of offer you two things. You've got to pick one or the other. We can, You can take both or neither if you want. Yeah. But where possible, you know, try and pick one. Are you an opinionated person? Um. Well, I'm a Libra, so I'm always in the middle. So I'm definitely going to struggle. <laughs> okay. All right. Just try yeah. and um, try and just commit to one. I'll try and be decisive for the one and only time in my life. Just exactly. Please. Yeah, it's only going out on a podcast, whatever you do commit to. So hopefully um, no repercussions <laughs> for that. Excellent. Okay, I'll give it my best shot. Okay, and then after that, I'm just going to ask you a few common fears and you can just say whether or not you have them. Okay. And then uh, it's favourites. So there'll be different categories of favourites. Okay. Right, so are you ready to jump straight into the first quick fire round? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, Alex, your two-minute timer starts now. So, rice or noodles? Noodles. Day or night? Night. Spring or autumn? Spring. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Immediate action or procrastination? (laughs) Procrastination. Yeah, same here. Vinyl or digital? (laughs) Vinyl. World Cup or Olympics? Uh, Olympics. Okay, club or pub? Pub. Radio or podcast? Radio. Birmingham or home? Oh, God! <laughs> um, Birmingham. Okay, cinema or theatre? Um, theatre. Gigs or festivals? Gigs. Goose or soak? Soak. School or uni? Uni by far. Okay, night in or night out? Uh, night out. Chinese food or Indian food? Indian. Comedy or drama? Comedy. Sweet or savoury? Savoury. Rap or metal? Metal. Fiction or non-fiction? Non-fiction. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Bassists or drummers? Oh God, I've been out with both drummers. (laughs) No, bassist. Oh, bassist. Okay, north or south? Uh, no. Pool or beach? Beach. Left hand or right hand? Left hand. Stairs or lift? Stairs. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Pasta or pizza? Pizza. Okay, we've just got time to get onto fears, I think. Spiders, yes or no? I like them. Okay, heights? No. Holes? Ooh, no. <laughs> Claustrophobia? That's alright. The dark? That's alright too. Snakes? Mm, they're okay performing <laughs> i love it uh flying oh that's it that's oh! it that's time to be honest I, I don't like flying i i always cry really you're you're yeah. a proper nervous flyer see the thing for me with flying is i i trust planes i trust like the stats and everything 
And I never used to be scared of flying, but there's moments. I have moments where, you know, when the plane will wobble or something or you hit a bit of turbulence. Mm. I just have a moment where I just have to grip my chair and just, oh, that's not nice. <laughs> oh, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's like takeoff and landing. You always think, "Oh my goodness, this is the this is the dangerous part. I'm yeah. not ready for it." And it's always like four in the morning or something. Dark. <laughs> yeah, so times are just so weird in airports. Yeah. Oh man. Burning questions on Burn FM. All right. So, what were your most controversial answers there? I think bassists or drummers. Right. You're oh, in a. Goodness, me. You're you're yeah. in a band and you play guitar, right? Yes. Yeah. So, is your bassist and so you wait you you went drummers and then you jumped back to bassists. Yeah, it's only because I have dated various musicians in the past and on reputation. Yeah, <laughs> a, that swayed my decision. But um, but no, I I love everyone in my band to be fair. So it isn't a reflection on poor Archie, our drummer, who I adore. But, okay, good. Our bass is called Beth, and she's literally the sweetest thing ever. And I guess with bass being fairly close to guitar, it's uh, yeah, I've got a soft spot for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's good that you're um, avoiding any sort of rift in the band immediately there. Definitely no, I'm I'm not party to any fights or anything. There's no messing about. <laughs> <laughs> that was I promise that wasn't a gotcha question by me. I'm not trying to uh, to, to stir up a story here. Group chat when this goes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I've never had to analyse myself so quick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think I think your gut feeling on these is a good indication of how what how you think as a person. I think you're right. I've never had to be so impulsive before. But yeah. I enjoyed it. I remember like a uh, when you said a uh, night in or night out. I was thinking I've literally had so many nights in for the past three or four months yeah um, i think everybody's itching for a night <laughs> that's the thing now now the pubs are opening on july 4th yeah will you be going um yes probably yeah same I, here same here i can't see me not going but at the same time you know i think everybody's still got to be cautious because you can easily forget about what's going on in the world but it's not going to go away is it yeah especially but, especially if the beers are flowing it's going to um exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can adhere to social distancing when you're absolutely smashed yeah but... I, ha- I have actually managed that so far to be fair <laughs> we've had a couple of nights with um, mates and we've 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 got on it and we've actually stayed distanced so that is remarkably well behaved if you're committed in your mind I think it's possible (laughs) yeah but how do you possibly know how could you tell that you were two meters apart well yeah I mean (laughs) (laughs) that's what you think but I'll take your word for it I really will I I, I would say we were pretty good yeah good for you I mean that's the thing like you've got to have fun we're young and you know life has to go on even though there's all of this horrible stuff going on you know you can't deny yourself forever so if the pubs are opening you get yourself to the pub that's what I mean yeah and if you want to go to the pub and have a good time feel no guilt in that yeah (laughs) okay that's what I say to myself anyway regardless of a pandemic yeah (laughs) yeah there's never any guilt in going to the pub so that was one of them actually was club or pub why pub over club um i think because i only have one club that i enjoy as in but i do love it i absolutely yeah. adore it and it's the night owl in digbeth 
Okay, I've never been. Um, it's so it's just the best place. Like it's honestly like stepping into Austin Powers' lair. It's oh well. It's like kaleidoscopic. It's got beautiful decorations. It's all proper like sixties, seventies vibes, and it has like a disco ball. And but they always the part that I love is that it's always vinyl DJs, and they're always playing kind of like um, you know mod or R and B sixties stuff. Or yep. they play like the Beatles, and they play all of the stuff that I like, like the Freak Beat and the Beatnik scene. And you can just properly dance as if you're in the 60s. And for someone like me, that is literally perfect. So Yeah, that, I, I mean, think, I think yeah. that's that's what I look for in a club as well. It's some, something you can actually dance to and, and have a sing-along as well. I mean, any club on Broad Street or anything, right, I, I just can't, I can't handle it. I, I just, I refuse to go. But yeah. I'm much better off in a club environment because I'm poor. just not my scene, you know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm with you on Pub Over Club. I like... The pub is a social place. You you sit and chat, and some of the chats that you end up in in a pub, are, I mean, they're a lot of fun. You can make a podcast just out of pub chats, to be honest. Oh, you could, and that'd be that's a great idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's and maybe I'll kick that off next year. Yeah. Burning questions on Burn FM. Uh, okay, so let's talk honey. Okay, so you guys did Burn Live in November. We did indeed. I wasn't there, which I I feel bad about. Um, but That's how was it? I was, I was barely there either because I had <laughs> too, too many. Um, so it's, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. It was one of the most enjoyable gigs ever, really, because um, apart from the sound guy turning the amp down like mid set, that is nothing worse to annoy a guitarist than <laughs> walking onto the stage and turning the amp down. I've never had that before. I've, I've only ever had like a little, you know, <laughs> I'm doing like a point down, but of course you can't see me pointing. Oh, down. yeah, that's what I, th- I thought you were about to explain, but yeah. <laughs> Usually you just get a nod or, you know, like a wave and then to signal to turn your amp down. And it always aggrieves me because I've got a big, fat Fender Twin amp and I've always had it and I love it to pieces. Yeah. But that thing can move air and it is so, like, I've never had it above three before. And when I'm gigging, the, most venues only ever let me put it on one. And even sometimes they make me go on like half and I'm just there thinking, <laughs> oh, but what about the tone? You know? <laughs> I don't care if it's going to shatter some windows, man. I just want it to cut through nice. But um, but they don't get that. It's all health and safety and all of these things that we've got to take into account. So, um, but yeah, Burn Life, um, that was a fun. And I remember... Um, I remember getting into like the crowd and jumping off the. I mean, it was only a small stage anyway, yeah. but I was more in the crowd than I was on the stage. Uh, that's the be- um, that's the best type of gig, though. Yeah. All of the best, all the best gigs that I've ever been to. There's a member of the band in the crowd at some point. Well, exactly. I I completely agree. And some people think that that's a great thing, and others think, "Oh, cool, blimey, is that one again?" Yeah. But you know, it makes it memorable. That's uh, that's one of our key things you know we love to make our performances memorable and we like to have fun we like to just have a laugh it was never really a serious endeavor it was more we're a group of mates from college we're gonna have a great laugh have a daft time on stage and people love that because it is the energy it bounces off you and people absorb it when they watch you and I just think that that's the most lovely thing about performing also with that kind of energy is that your music has that energy as well with the sort of 
like alternative like grungy feel so who would you say as a band your kind of biggest influences were well i mean this is i'd probably say something like susie and the banshees or the white stripes or something along those lines or like nirvana or something because we have got that grungy side but we've also got um it's just like a different sound and tone it's a bit unique in that way we're like a blend of fusion of all different kind of musical tastes all coming together in this one thing but i mean as long as it's loud and it's grungy and it's rocky we're having a good time and it actually is semi-tuneful then that's the sort of sound that we go for yeah you can tell it's definitely a sort of mix and a and a, and a fusion of sounds i think when i was listening to you guys if the queen only knew i think that's one of your more recent releases yeah, yeah. um i love the heaviness to that one i so I'm, I'm a big fan of sort of heavy instrumentation and that almost felt like it had a bit of sort of metal influence to it like it was definitely heavier oh I love that that makes me very happy <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely one to headbang to oh that's ace well I mean that's I I bring around the um the sort of harder side to the sound and yeah. you know I love to use a lot of distortion and make you know a wall of sound I think it's to overcompensate for my size you know what I mean (laughs) I won't think that I'm hard rock but when I go on stage I like to you know knock people's heads off as much as I can (laughs) that's why I had to buy a big amp you know it's just that's one of them things but yeah no that makes me happy because we do have a heavier side and I mean with being from Stoke and doing a lot of the gig circuits around there it's all heavy rock around there you know a different region country prefer different stuff but it's very heavy influences yeah because I've always been a sort of heavy music fan um Mm -hmm. it's kind of not as good anymore because I used to have really long hair so headbanging then was a lot more fun than it is now oh so in terms of Stoke how is the scene in Stoke do you have a do you have a lot of fun there um yes we do have a lot of fun there and it is it does feel like home it feels like your own little scene because I mean it's a tight network of musicians and promoters and people so we do know everyone and we're friends with them and I think that's lovely because you all help each other out and um and jump on gigs together and bills together and it's just sweet but we have our favorite venues the underground um in Hanley and Stoke and we've done so many gigs there it's ridiculous and we did our first one there and we'll probably do our last one there it's just like the motherland so it's a lovely scene in stoke it's it's really nice i feel like it doesn't get enough what's the word credit yeah yeah exactly it's kind of in the shadows a bit yeah um, and looked over but really there's a lot of talent and there's a lot of great people in stoke and um i think that with time hopefully it'll get more recognition i can't remember what was your answer for birmingham or home well, that was one I struggled with, to be fair. I mean, I said Birmingham because I do, I mean, uni just changed my life and I absolutely adore it. Yeah. But I'll always, always, always call Stoke home and it is the homeland. So yeah. that's, that's a hard one. It's only because I'm sat here in Birmingham having a great time that I'll, I'll probably next week have said, <laughs> you know, I love Stoke. Everybody no. from Stoke is, you know, like a born and bred and loud and proud stoke yeah. no i'm definitely on the same page with like i love being in birmingham but i also love being at home in leicester and yeah. like I, I love all parts of both of it so i don't know i don't honestly know what i'd pick in that situation 
Burning Questions on Burn FM. The, the other thing that we share is that we are both from the Midlands. Yeah, we certainly are. And this is something that I've been very passionate about. I've got a few brum fesses that I don't know how many people know that they are me um I kind of every now and again I just want to post a brum fest just for Midlands awareness because there's so many people that come to Birmingham and they I mean you said this before we started recording and I've posted brum fesses exactly about this is they won't even acknowledge that the Midlands exists when they're at a uni in the Midlands it's just insane to me it's just entirely ironic isn't it really but it definitely exists and we live in it and we were born in it (laughs) yeah I mean I love the Midlands I think it has its own culture it has its own way um definitely does and I think we're a nice set of people no definitely I don't mean any disrespect to southerners or northerners I just if I want Midlands awareness that's my main thing is spread awareness of the Midlands I agree with you. I agree with you. And because um, I don't associate with myself with being either northern or southern. No, I'm, neither. I'm from Stoke. I'm somewhere in the middle. And I think Stoke's its own entity, to be honest. Um, but I remember a girl saying to me a couple of days ago, actually, um, she said, Where are you from? And I explained where I was from and whereabouts that is in the country. And she said, You're more northern than Birmingham. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, Birmingham's not even normal. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> she was from Essex. That's the other thing is constantly having to explain. Well, I don't know. With with Stoke, it's a more northern sound in accent than Leicester's. Yes, I think so. It's um, it's a shocker of an accent, is what it is. <laughs> oh, I, I don't. I think it's all right. I don't, I don't mind it so much. Oh, um, but yeah, I I think. I'm always told by Southerners that I'm Northern and I'm always told by Northerners that I'm Southern. <laughs> I don't, is that an experience that people from Stoke share? I guess it is really. It's kind of like, you feel like an imposter syndrome then, don't you really? Because yeah, I'm you neither. Get when you start saying that you're from the North and they're like, no, you're not. Get yeah. down into your own sector. Yeah. And I don't blame them because we're not Northern really when you think about it. No. <laughs> Right, lockdown's sort of coming to an end. Well, it's not coming to an end, but I think we're seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. It's starting to get there. It's been a long, like, three months now, and we're sort of seeing maybe we might be there soon. Maybe life might be normal again soonish. Fingers crossed. How's it been for you so far, and how's it sort of been from a, a creative perspective? In all honesty, I've had the most probably creative three months mm-hmm. ever really because with having such little work to do for uni I always feel too guilty or you know something's always distracting me during term time so I always put you know things that I want to do as a hobby on the back burner but now that I've had time to you know do things for myself and spend time doing new stuff I've been really creative actually and I've loved it I've been um I released a single, um, a solo track I put onto SoundCloud um, called In The Garden and we recorded it. My dad helped me um, with a Zoom 12 track. Um, So it mixes down onto CD and then I've kind of gone from there. But we recorded it all from home and um, and released that. And I was so surprised actually about how many lovely comments I got about it because I've never done anything for myself before and I don't usually sing but I sang on that 
And so I started doing an EP, which I'm going to release at the end of the summer. Oh, okay. And see if something can come of it, because you never know. But um, that's been really fun. I've loved doing that and keeping up with my music. I mean, it may not be playing the electric leg on stage or something really crazy, but doing stuff from your own bedroom, you can actually achieve quite a lot. And I felt a real good sense of achievement doing that. No, I'll definitely have to go and check that out. And where can people check out that single? So SoundCloud, is it? Yes, it's on SoundCloud. And um, there's a link like on my Instagram or on my Facebook, but the song is called In The Garden. And I'm on SoundCloud as Alex Mason burning questions on burn fm so also the other thing that i was thinking of talking about is that you were on midlands today i was yeah sort of having a a bit of a a bit of a rant about what's been going on with the rent situation now i'm quite lucky because i've just finished first year so Mm -hmm. they actually cancelled our contracts and we got money back for time that we wouldn't be there Lucky it's not been the same for everybody has it no, it definitely hasn't. And just on a side point, the fact that I was on Midlands today proves that the Midlands exists. Yes, but, yeah, that as well. <laughs> but no, I was. I rang into Five Live because they were having a feature on about students and the rent situation for private landlords. And um, they got me on because I sent a rather angry message in. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I just spoke on there for a couple of minutes about it and um, about my experience. And then I was asked, um, I was picked up by somebody and asked to go on a feature on Midlands Today and basically what it's about is the fact that myself and all of my housemates have moved back home and so none of us have been in the house um, since mid-March yeah. and yet we are having to pay full rent but bearing in mind half of us have lost, lost, lost our like part-time jobs because of the pandemic yeah. you know working in restaurants and all the rest of it and like uh, my parents it's, it's a bit you know we're doing fine but it's a bit uncertain with the jobs that they're in and yeah. stuff and with them being my guarantors it's it's just, just one extra worry to have to pay for something that mm-hmm. we are literally not using and I was trying to say that it's just completely frustrated because I can't do my half of the contract as in live here and um therefore circumstances have changed and we have no prospect of going back to university we've got no exams so i don't need this property anymore and i'm in a bit of a difficult situation what are you going to do about it is there any leniency or anything you can do to help so i said this to my landlord and had a string of emails and they basically said no spend for yourself and you signed up for it so you've got to pay the full amount and that's um the full rent including bills which they're not knocking off either we are you know relying on the goodwill of landlords and some people have seen a good reduction or they've been met halfway and that's fantastic but of course there is not one universal policy from the government that's filtering down into the private sector so that's up to the landlords to make that decision and mine have just been fairly unaccommodated yeah i mean i think i think so many students have been caught like that and it's 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 a really tough situation for the student not not really for the landlord it's it's the tough situation for the student is that the realistically a landlord's got a guaranteed income for the next year as well 
Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think it's it's great that you're actually drawing attention to issues that students are having because I, there's a there's a tendency to feel a bit overlooked sometimes as a student. Um, definitely, definitely. I don't know if that's just a, a complex that we have or whether it's it's based in reality, but it's really good that you're out there like talking about the issues that we're having. Thank you. No, I think that's one thing about students is that you know we've got our opinions, but nobody voices it loud enough. Yeah. And we don't have representation, you know, properly. Like if you think about policymakers, none of them are twenty-year-olds, are they? So mm. I think it's so important if you want to get your voice heard, is get out there and talk about it. Speak about the injustices that we face, because I know full well it's not just me; it's everybody who's living in Selly at the moment. And I don't think one single person would think it's fair to pay the full amount. You know, it's just. And also, our landlord said to me, um, you know, on the last email that they sent me, basically saying, pay up. They said, um, the, you know, the landlord, the business of owning property isn't what it used to be. And I'm just thinking, yeah, but where on earth, what value is that to say to me? Yeah, yeah. That's the risk that you went into in deciding that this is going to be your business. It's none of my business. I'm just a student who's got no money, who's accruing loads of debt and interest on, you know, loans that I'm receiving from the government and that's it you're telling me that the property market isn't what it used to be (laughs) that's really really helpful yeah that's reassuring isn't it well it just frustrates me well thanks for speaking so passionately about it (laughs) you're very welcome I hope that uh, somebody high up considers it important enough to address yeah yeah maybe they'll be listening to this podcast who knows fingers crossed (laughs) right with that in mind we will get on to our second and final quick fire round oh gosh i'm I'm nervous about this know it all so you have chosen a specialist subject to be quizzed on yeah so this is a round that we're calling know it all Oh goodness me! I th- I tell you what, like I would, I couldn't do things like mastermind because I'm just terrible at everything and making decisions. But I'm gonna give it a go for you. Do you want to reveal to us what your specialist subject is? Well, yeah. So I've chosen the Beatles, which is possibly one of the. You could ask anything about it. So yeah. we'll see. I've always been a massive fan of the Beatles ever since I was tiny, and my dad has always um, been an influence on me in that way and he loves the Beatles so I've kind of grown up with them but um, it doesn't mean to say that I know all of their middle names. <laughs> well there's no middle names you'll be pleased to hear. Okay excellent. As I said before we started recording I don't know how hard these questions are but I've written them and I don't think they're terrible. Okay. Well, we'll soon see, and I'll soon be very embarrassed if I get them all wrong and call myself a Beatles fan. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think on a Burn FM podcast, I don't think there's any shame in uh, in not getting full marks, so I wouldn't okay. worry too much. So, the we'll question: Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool, we're going. Right. So, what is the name of the Beatles' third album? Uh, Hard Day's Night. Correct. Which drug inspired the famous track I Am the Walrus? Um, either marijuana or LSD. And, well, you need to pick one. Oh, LSD. Yeah, correct. Which city did the Beatles originate in? Liverpool. Yep. Uh, true or false, the Beatles are the best selling music act of all time? Ooh. True. 
Correct. Yeah, you're getting them all right so far. Uh, what is the name of the Beatles' first ever single? Uh, Love Me Do. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Which Beatle is the first crossing Abbey Road in the famous image? Um, John. Correct. Uh, what was the name of the Beatles' original drummer? Pete Best. Yes. Which Beatle was the subject of a conspiracy theory that they had died and been replaced? Paul McCartney. Correct. Which album required over 700 hours of recordings to make? Um, oh gosh, one of the latest ones. Um, Sergeant Pepper's. Correct. Which record <laughs> label did the Beatles found? Apple. Correct. Which Beatles song first sold a million copies? She loves you? Correct, yeah. Oh, no way! Uh, which word in I Am The Walrus got it banned by the BBC? Oh, um, a pornographic priestess. No, it's knickers. Oh. Um, which... It's the other one. Yeah, yeah, you would think it would be the other one. Which Beatles song is the most covered song of all time? Um, Yesterday? Correct. Which Beatles album is the most sold in the US? Let it be. No, Sergeant Pepper's Lenny Hearts Club. Okay, Aww. we've got time for one more. True or false? The Beatles have had Sweden's largest number of number ones. True. That is true. Correct. <laughs> so, you got most of the ones you answered correct. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that result. I think they got harder as they went along. So yeah. I think. You've done a good job there. The only the only way you could have got more, I think, was to be a bit quicker. But I don't think you were particularly slow. So, thank you. I, I think I, I think that was a good effort. To be honest, I'm proud of that. I've I'd, surprised myself that I was able to answer. <laughs> I, I'd say that was good going. Are you, are you ready to hear your score? Yeah, go that's on. that's thirteen. So nice. I think that puts you in good stead against future guests that might be on. Oh, thank you. I will accept that. So thank you for that. <laughs> no worries. Um, so actually, uh, that's about it, really, um, for, for what we've got. This has been really good fun. Yeah, no, I've had a really good time. It's been nice to have a chat. I think you're, you're on your own at the minute, aren't you? So. I am, yes. I've just nipped back to clean out all of my stuff out of my unused property that I'm still paying rent on. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm here on my own, so it's nice to uh, break it up and hear a familiar voice again. Yeah, nice, nice to do something different with your it time. Definitely is, and being creative and doing stuff like this. I think it's all good fun. One thing that I would say is, I, I mean, that was a quiz. How many quizzes have you done over lockdown? Oh, goodness me. A, a fair few, but not on the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, there was a point where just every, all you did, the main lockdown activity was just Zoom quizzes. It was, yes. And suddenly everything's a full quiz but from home and over a really crappy PowerPoint. I feel like they died out fast, the quizzes. They came, they came out of nowhere, they were everywhere, yeah. and then they just went, no more Zoom quizzes. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... And we'll never forget, let's put it that way. Oh, absolutely, yeah. This is a time we'll remember forever. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, you have the honour of being the first guest as well, so... Oh, I feel honoured. Long will <laughs> continue. Yeah, so uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, thank you, everybody, who might be listening. Feel free to share this podcast if you did enjoy it. This has been Burning Questions. Thank you, guys, for listening. Thank you. Bye.
This is a Burn FM podcast.